0: Well, that was interesting. Uh, I am Marowat, and this is the Omtown Daily News Show for January 15th, 2023. Our internet connection uh, from Omtown completely disconnected. Don't know why. Everything else looks green. So, at any rate, uh, today's episode is uh, I Want to Return to Night Court. So, let's get into today's articles and uh, just... We'll make up for it somewhere. So again, I am Mayor Watt, and that is Ometown.com. And from on high is the AI that runs Omtown.
1: Good evening, Ometown citizens.
0: Um, I have always been a fan of Night Court. Loved it since it was actually launched. Um, <laughs> sad to say, 40 years ago. And um, apparently, it's coming back. So, Night Court revival sets guest stars, including Pete Holmes, Melissa Villaseñor, Wendy Malick. And it says here, NBC's upcoming Night Court revival has set a new slate of guest stars, including uh, Melissa Villaseñor, uh, Faith Ford, Pete Holmes, Kurt Fuller, Fuller, Kurt Fuller, Stephanie Weir, uh, Lyric Lewis, Johnny Weir, and Tara Lipinski. And uh, in and around that are um several others but this is over at variety.com so i, I think their name is salome um Hailu. and um i think all of these people would be great to bring back uh night court and so if you're not familiar with night court basically uh night court is starred harry anderson as the judge harry t stone this revival is actually going to be bringing about the, what I believe is the daughter of Harry T. Stone. Um, Stone was a, an amateur uh, magician, fan of old school music and um, snarky and humorous and, and fun. And um, uh, if I recall correctly, had kind of a, an interest in one person, and uh, but it was—I I don't think anything ever really happened. Anyway, the new Night Court follows the late Harry Stone's daughter, so unapologetically optimistic Judge Abby Stone, um, and she follows in her father's footsteps as she presides over the night shift of a Manhattan arraignment court and tries to bring order to its crew of oddballs and cynics. So I'm gonna love this. Uh, John Larroquette is gonna be back as um, Dan Fielding who was the prosecutor back then. And, um, the reason why, uh, Harry stone even became a judge was that the outgoing mayor, um, basically put into place a whole bunch of people, but he was the only one that responded. So he got the gig. Um, so Night Court is produced by Warner Brothers Television, Universal Television, and After January Productions. Dan Rubin wrote the pilot and serves as executive producer and Roush and her husband, Winston Roush, I think that's how they pronounce their name, um, executive produce via After January. And the pilot was, uh, executive produced and directed by Pamela Freiman. Um, there is a trailer on YouTube. Just go do a search. Um, and uh, I haven't even watched yet. I, I know that it has been talked about for a little while Um, but if it gets rebooted and it has such great writing as before i think everybody's gonna love it what do you think
1: well i think it looks like it has a good cast um and i think the original was really funny so hopefully it lives up to the original
0: yeah, I know that there's probably gonna be a bunch of purists out there that are just, no, 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 you're ruining my childhood. Um, but I don't know, I think change is good uh, in all forms. And even when it's bad, it lets you appreciate just how good the good was in previous iterations. And, um, you know, we can discount whatever new comes. And if it's bad, you know, we we just go, man, okay. And, and we move on. We don't sit there and hold a grudge, right? Yeah, let's, let's go on to the next article. Oh, and before I do that, let me throw this into the chat. And honestly, I don't know what it is um, that chopped the um, internet connection from Ohm just now. Um, but it, it looks like it's happening again. So I think I'm going to have to uh, stop one thing real quick and we'll keep on plowing through this. So the next article is over in the Hatch Ideas channel. Toyota says it plans to transform older cars into eco friendly models to reduce carbon emissions as the car maker faces increased cri- criticism for EV hesitancy. Huh. Transform older cars into eco friendly models. Do you I'm think not they quite mean? That's done. Yeah, uh, so, okay. Toyota plans to convert older cars into eco friendly models by updating parts, the AP reported. CEO Akio Toyota. All right. Um, announced the effort at an industry event in Tokyo on Friday per the AP. Toyota has been reluctant to produce EVs due to high costs and concerns about lack of demand. If it was out there, and there was
1: go ahead. I was going to say we've featured other EV articles and I don't think Toyota has really been in any of those headlines.
0: No, not really. Um, So Bethany Byron over at businessinsider.com wrote this article and let's see if there's something in here that can be, it says here, Toyota CEO, Akio Toyota said the company plans to use conversion strategy uh, that involves transforming older cars into more sustainable models by replacing certain parts. Uh, Why wasn't this done a decade ago? Did the parts not exist? I, I guess the ufo technology that from area 51
1: oh i thought that was from the uh minute of the moon that got off track because of the lack of gps
0: oh that's right that's true too um they don't want to leave any car lover behind toyota said in a tokyo auto salon per the ap Uh, Proposals mark a significant step for Toyota, which has lagged behind competitors in adopting electric-powered vehicles. But there just isn't enough infrastructure in 300 miles, and then it takes anywhere from an hour to two hours to charge, even to 80%. It's just ridiculous. Um, Maybe there's something new out there that early adopters know about, uh, but I haven't heard anything that's revolutionizing the uh, charging system. Well, according to Electric, which is written about in this article over at businessinsider.com, which tracks the development of electric powered vehicles, Toyota has generated less than 1% of U.S. sales from non-hybrid zero emission vehicles and has the least developed supply chain for reducing carbon emissions. Sure, because they're not doing it. Um, So at the event, Toyota said that while regulations have prompted a race to put out EVs as early as possible, that is ultimately not Toyota's approach the Wall Street Journal. So, despite its hesitancy to uh, adopt EVs, it still sold 3.5 million EVs by uh, 2030. That's its goal. Uh, and at the time, Toyota ha- also pledged to make all models in its Lexus line electric in the US, China, and Europe by 2030. I don't know. Late to the game means that you can learn from the mistakes of so many other people. Um, and I find it really fascinating that, uh, Toyota is pumping out just gobs of cars along with many other manufacturers for Chevy, et cetera. Yet Tesla is valued at more than all of the other car manufacturers combined.
1: Well, and I also think Toyota is going to potentially lose the consumers who want to see some eco-friendly efforts whether it's EV or something else. So um, I'm not sure if that's a good strategy.
0: Maybe they're doing something on the back burner and they will release it once they think that it's ready for prime time. Maybe they have a better idea of how to keep stuff secret. (laughs) There's always a lot of talk um, in various circles, automotive for sure. Um, But somebody should be talking about this. They don't seem to be talking about it, at least not in news that flows through hometown. Um, this next article is in the Warcrafters channel and it is titled five new steam games. You probably missed. Um, this is from a uh, website that we aggregate, um, kind of on the regular, but we don't really always talk about this. Um, but Sunday is a good day to talk about it. So you probably missed it and it's for January 16th, 2023, um, which, is kind of a time machine thing. Maybe they're in Europe, considering it's the fifteenth. So sorting oh, through every so new so game we're on getting
1: Steam. the news the day ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, Omtown is a time traveling um, town. So sorting through every new game on Steam so you don't have to. Is Sean Prescott and PCGamer.com. Um, I'll just go through the the names real quick, but you can go over and check out more about it. Sailing Era is one um has a really neat art style and it's um well in the trailer that is on YouTube you can do a search for it it's 23 ish dollars um in freedom units by the way in in pounds it's 18.89 and uh in Australian dollars it's uh 32 right au the au
1: right, right?
0: So, uh, Ventral Guardian Moonrider is the next one. Um, it's 15 bucks. And then, uh, let me pause this video. Life Gallery is another one. It's only 3 bucks. Is they originally released for smartphones in 2020? Life Gallery is a surrealistic puzzle game with a truly bizarre approach to horror. All right. 50 illustrations. You slowly learn about the broken household and its seemingly or seeming relationship with an evil cult. Um, the next one is Under Dungeon. That's only 10 bucks, And then Isle of Pan, um, that one is 15 bucks. Isle of Pan is another surreal entry in this week. Uh, only this time we're dealing with first-person photography adventure that is compatible with VR. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to play that, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, and that's the five. Any of those pique your interest? AI from on high
1: i would say probably sailing era looks the most interesting of that batch
0: you know i don't normally play the videos but let's let's take a look at it we'll just um we'll play it a little bit i can actually zoom in more but we'll just leave it like this here i'll even play the this looks amazing um i'll have to keep an eye on this it's by gy games and um looks like a full a richly featured sailing simulator set on a real world scale map with a dynamic weather system and 200 ports to explore so yeah uh, i was just about to say it looks like it has uh, pirates in mind and they actually say in the next line that it's uh, the spirit of elite or sid meyer's pirates old school game this looks like fun um, let's go on to the next article and this next one is in, um, smack talk cause it's about Apple and there have been some discussions out there about, uh, Apple switching to micro led. Um, they say here that it could take a decade to reach every product, but this is a voluntary thing. If the supply chain and cost optimization allows Apple to switch faster, This could be done, you know, simply by flipping a switch in the supply chain and suddenly they're getting micro LED screens. Apple's transition to micro LED technology is in the early stages, but the company has ambitious plans for the future. Uh, According to a new report from Bloomberg, Apple's current plan is to bring micro LED to all of its products, but it could take a decade before it hits the Mac lineup. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Chance Miller over at 9to5mac.com put this article together. And it says here, uh, the writer, the author uh, says, as a refresher, we've heard quite a bit over the last week about Apple's plans to overhaul display technology used in its products. In conjunction with a switch to micro LED, Apple is also planning to start creating its own displays in-house rather than solely relying on outside partners like Samsung and LG. The company is becoming more and more of a vertical and in that it is maximizing its profits because it knows exactly what its supply is. If it can uh, do that fundamental research with its trillions of dollars um, in value, then it can sit there and pull things in. It can do an aqua hire It can uh, basically... Slam the door on all of these other suppliers who take a piece of the action instead of adding to the profit margin, if it's all done in house, makes sense. Well, that's where the AI could probably say, well, there might be some legal issues. If this technology is acquired in some way where a previous competitor says, you know what, that looks strangely like our tech, right?
1: Right, I mean, there might be a reverse engineering type issue, um, but I was also thinking a benefit of um, Apple doing this would be they would have um, uh, what leading indicators if there were supply chain issues or components, whereas right now they're in a reactive uh, mode for that.
0: Yeah, so they basically have to do everything in some other location and ship it over there. And we already know about supply chain issues um, caused by COVID remaining in China and other countries. Um, It says here, transition is expected to start with Apple Watch Ultra in 2024, but Apple plans unsurprisingly extend well beyond that. Um, Of course, uh, Mark Gurman is the one that is talking about this. Uh, He's been entrenched with uh, Apple for, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. Um, As long as I've heard his name, he's been Apple. Micro LED, however, is in its nascent and complicated technology that we're uh, likely a decade away from this happening, um, according to the article. Yeah, I mean, it's new technology, but uh, I think if anybody is going to be able to benefit from it, it's going to be Apple. Um, Because they want higher pixel density and um yeah better quality screens apparently yeah
1: first done in 2009 um in an academic um environment
0: so in 2009 and it took 13 years for it to land
1: yeah absolutely i mean that tells us that it's not moving out very fast
0: Okay, that's fundamental research for you. Uh, the next article is over in the Mobile Channel. Uh, flooded three times in two weeks, California town is fed up. Uh, when I read about this, or what I should say when I saw the title, because I haven't read anything, um, the, uh, the idea of a town being flooded three times in two weeks might be an indicator as to what might be going on. Um, using a plastic broom. Camilla Shaver scrapes at the thick layer of mud caking her yard. It's the third time in two weeks that her house has been flooded thanks to the string of storms that have hit California in rapid succession. Yeah, the names for these are pretty amazing, right? Um, let's see. It's only been a few days ago that she cleaned up her porch from the last storm, and now uh, she has to start in this all over again. This article is by Romaine Fonsedgriv, I guess. So Font Segreves, Font I'm I'm really sorry about butchering names like this, but um I'm giving it um a try. Uh, this is over at Fizz.org, by the way. And these floods, the rain and and really just atrocious weather, is uh, referred to as atmospheric rivers. So since Christmas, no fewer than eight storms have slammed California. Long plumes of vapor up high in the atmosphere and stemming from the tropics. They carry huge amounts of water. Well, the reservoirs are filling up. Um, Maybe with mud and houses, but still filling up. Uh, Monday was the worst flood in 40 years, said Smith. Kevin Smith, not that Kevin Smith, but a Kevin Smith. Who restores old cars for a living. Others in town share that assessment. Um, They recently purchased their parents' house near the river, and then it flooded. Um, so I so don't it think is... we've
1: seen that term atmospheric river until recently, but the term's been around for a long time. Have you seen it?
0: No, uh, I haven't heard this. And there was another one too. Um, oh, what is it called?
1: Bomb cyclone?
0: Yeah, bomb cyclone. I haven't heard of either of those terms until i'd say probably the last six months maybe
1: well and the term atmospheric river was coined in the early 1990s but interesting i don't think i've ever seen it
0: no i don't think so too i think it um probably might be um incendiary you know i mean people don't if they hear something like that they basically say the end of the world is coming right uh Scientists say climate change is making extreme weather events, such as uh, these winter storms, wetter and wilder and uh, summer is getting hotter and uh, winters are getting odder. Um, As far as I know, there's more tornadoes, more hurricanes. They're uh, larger. Um, Yeah, I, I think that climate change is a real thing. And unfortunately, depending on where you are, you're either... Uh, into solving the problem and peeing into the wind essentially because you're not going to change anything Um, or you're in you're the leadership in some other country and you're saying well if everybody else did it in their nascent period of growth um, their industrial period then why can't we do our industrial period Um, come with it all of the environmental damage yeah, it doesn't matter. We want to do what we need to do to grow our country. And so people point fingers at the United States and say hypocrite because we did this in you know 280 years or so. <clears throat> so like many who live along the river, a 44 year old environmental scientist lives in a multi-house, uh, multi-level house that um, says was built to withstand a 100 year flood. And she took her stuff upstairs as the river rose. Um, from my understanding is, uh, cause I read something else about this previously, they moved things upstairs, but all of the stuff downstairs was ruined. Um, and that's pretty typical in a flood. Um, if you have a multi-level house, get it up into the attic. If you can, it's kind of hard to wedge that couch between a, a two by three slot in the, um, struts across your house. Um, Pretty amazing. Within 10 minutes, it had flooded completely to the ceiling. It happened crazy fast. The 23-year-old uh, Amberly Galvin said uh, we had to get canoed out by a neighbor. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Unfortunately, I think that if you are close to a river, this is going to be um, a steady state until environment the environment settles back down. When will it do that? Who knows? We've done so much to it that, um, who knows what it's going to take for it to recover, but, um, good luck. We'll see what happens. Um, this next article, let's keep on trucking through them. Um, is a, this one is really interesting. I, I thought this one was amazing when I saw it, a former, this is talk about motivation, a former X factor contestant, studied law so that she could sue Simon Cowell's company after the show almost ruined my life. According to a report that last bit almost ruined my life as a quote. So the, um, former X Factor contestant told the Sunday times that she plans to sue Simon Cowell's company. Katie Weissel said she retrained as a lawyer so that she could take legal action against, uh, is it psycho? S Y C O. Weisel said, maybe sicko? I don't know. Um, Weissel said that she sought therapy for PTSD after X factor and that uh, psycho failed in its duty of care. This is going to be a struggle, I think. Um, so Ryan Hogg over at, um, or Hogue um, over at businessinsider.com wrote this article. And um, that's Katie Weissel. Over on uh, the X Factor in 2010 and reached the quarterfinals. That's her on the left. And that's um, Simon Cowell on the right. So he's this has been going for like 20 years, the show, I think. Right. Um, So he's changed quite a bit. So let's scroll down a little bit. Um, this was a, in uh, the UK because uh, it's the X Factor and not America's Got Talent or something like that. And uh, she told the newspaper that she received acid attack and death threats after becoming a heat figure on the show and reaching the quarterfinals. Weisel said that she wasn't allowed to leave the house uh, she lived in during the live shows, barely ate or slept, and has since sought therapy and counseling for post traumatic stress disorder.
1: Uh those are a lot of things if this is a singing show. It's hard to connect all of those.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, she okay, so I'm not quite sure why she was like uh what do you call that? Like kind of secluded from everybody else?
1: Um isolated.
0: Well, not just isolated. Okay. Like if you're in a court case, right? And you're
1: quarantined. Oh, oh, sequestered.
0: Yeah, sequestered, yeah. So she was sequestered, it seems. She told the Sunday Times she decided last year to enroll at BPP University in London and has since earned a postgraduate law degree. Yeah. Hey. Um, motivation. Uh, the qualification would allow her to work as a paralegal or take further training to become a lawyer. There are so many uh, of us who have been trapped, and it's not fair. There was a huge imbalance of power, Weissel said. Uh, I believe in that. Uh, I just want to be able to understand and to protect people from being manipulated in the future. So I have yet to read, um, what all went down. Uh, it says that, uh, Weissel would have to persuade a judge to waive the statute of limitations, which has a maximum of three years for personal injury suits. Uh, This is in the UK. So, um, I don't know. Well,
1: it said she was on the show in 2010. That was something I was wondering about because, um, we're now 12 years later.
0: Right. Um, a Fremantle represent representative told insider in a statement, the duty of care to our contestants is one of the most utmost up- importance to us. And we take the welfare of every, everyone involved very seriously. We have robust measures in place to ensure contestants are supported, including a dedicated welfare team made up of psychologists, doctors, welfare producers, what welfare producers and, uh, Independent legal and management advisors with no time limit on aftercare once the show has aired, that's fascinating. Was it in place for her?
1: Well, and I feel like I'm missing something about what this show was,
0: yeah, so it's as far as I know, it's similar to um like America's Got Talent. It's a singing talent type show, right. And uh, I, I really don't get um, there's more to this. And I would really love to know what it is because um, they hint at being l- like kind of in lockdown in their house. And, and then being told that she received acid attack and death threats after becoming, uh, people are psychotic. I, <sighs> I'm i always astonished when I hear um, something like, a volunteer being threatened with something like death threats because they're just doing something. It doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't harm anything. It, it's for entertainment and wingnuts uh, wing nuts go out and, and make threats like acid attacks. It's just insane.
1: <clears throat> right. Isn't this supposed to be for entertainment? It's not yeah. something like actual life and death,
0: right? well i mean when when your hero on the show is losing to somebody that has what is perceived as superior talent then the wing nuts come out of the woodwork and and make threats um unfortunately while she may be feel empowered with her particular x factor talents she didn't feel empowered enough to be protected by um or from these wing nuts who Come out of the woodwork, see they know you, but you don't know them, and that's the thing that puts an imbalance, even in society. She can't go to you know Taco Bell without wondering if some stalker is going to come out of the bushes, um, which has happened in the past. you know movie stars get uh, threatened and attacked periodically um, It's just a shame that there isn't enough mental health. Um, or coping skill development out there um, for everybody. Uh, Because that's really what it is. If you can't communicate and can't cope with the fact that, you know, uh, X person, not meaning X factor, but, you know, X person doesn't make it to the final, then it's on you. It isn't that they did something to you. It's that you don't have the ability to cope. You should seek professional help. There isn't anything wrong with it. It's just that you're not detecting that there is an issue going on with you. Um, so go and seek help. If you are standing in a bush watching somebody, uh, go out to Taco Bell, it isn't them that have a problem. It's you standing in the bush, go seek assistance. Again, there's no shame in it. There's no problem there. Other than the fact that you aren't seeking assistance. If you, again, PSA, if you're standing in a bush spying on somebody and you're not a private investigator paid to catch somebody cheating on their spouse, you need to go get help. Okay. I'm just going to move on. I don't think the AI wants to get involved in this. They are rock solid psychologically. The AI is programmed perfectly. Okay. Okay. Do I have to bring up the bad bat theory? No.
1: I don't know about that, but I think the standing in the bush thing needs to be um, featured in, in additional shows.
0: <laughs> uh, well, mental health, uh, is a regular thing. Uh, because of my angle on the fact that I think that sociopathy is rising and I think it's being treated as a defense mechanism. It's a survival trait nowadays. I mean, look at George Santos for crying out loud. The dude is a pathological liar based on everything that everybody's reporting, right? Yet he's still, he's still in government and I don't get it. There's, anybody else is better qualified than somebody who lied through their teeth and wasn't vetted significantly enough except for a small newspaper in the area that drew attention to it but everybody ignored and marginalized and still 142,000 people voted for this oddball for lack of a better term he's just an oddball um with no verifiable anything anywhere um and, and so many questions so many questions sociopathy is a rising problem and it is it truly um, a survival trait now in a, a great number of people and i blame lead paint lead paint lead paint that's the problem um okay so anyway that has nothing to do with avatar so
1: is that hometown citizens first
0: i'm sorry you cut out again i'm gonna have to work on your v- voice synthesis okay so avatar this is in the continuity report avatar the way of the water sales to 1.89 billion dollars globally nearing spider-man no way home on all-time box office charts this so
1: is- it's almost going to break even because it has to hit 2 billion for that
0: Yeah, that is crazy. Two billion dollars to make this thing and break even. Um, That's that's some serious money. Oh, by the way, uh, nobody in hometown won. As far as we know, nobody won the mega millions, 1.35 billion. So they're not even breaking even if they were to have funded. Avatar, the way of water. So James Cameron's sci-fi blockbuster. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water is close to overtaking another box office behemoth Spider-Man No Way Home on all time charts. As of Sunday, The Way of Water has grossed $1.893 billion globally to stand as the seventh greatest or highest grossing uh, movie in history. Rebecca Rubin over at Variety.com is the author of this. And um, let's see here. With uh, those ticket sales, Disney and 20th century futuristic sequel is roughly $22 million away from beating Sony's latest Spidey adventure and its uh, mighty 1.91 billion global haul. Avatar 2 should cross that threshold to become the sixth biggest movie ever in the coming days. Um, This article, by the way, goes into and throws just a ton of numbers. Um, Let's just suffice it to say that uh by next weekend it will probably have surpassed um spider-man um, if not already surpassed it, by the time this got published and we're talking about it here they probably have generated enough uh, revenue to even surpass that so 22 million dollars in box office sales doesn't seem to be that much when it's the globe that it's reaching so what do you think um
1: well I haven't seen Avatar 2 yet or Avatar of the Way of Water, but Avatar seems to be one of those that people really remember.
0: You just cut out again. Yeah. We're gonna have to work on your voice synthesis. I don't know what's going on. Um, and I'm dropping frames too. Um, but again, I don't know why. So Anyway, sorry for the hot mess that's going on in Ometown Daily News show today. It's only today. There hasn't been any other issues. Um, the next article is over in the Warcrafters channel, and this is Sky Oblivion announces 2025 release date. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, uh, this is like Oblivion um, being pulled into Skyrim's engine and uh, they call it sky there's a great video that's available uh, over at pcgamer.com you can follow the link over to um, pc gamer through hometown jody mcgregor or if you just do a search sky announces 2025 release date on google you'll be able to find the same article um, but we uh, use a program called gatherer to uh, aggregate information that is uh, publicly available and it's not screen scraping or anything like that um So pcgamer.com, uh, wrote this article, Jody McGregor specifically, and, uh, there's this great video. You'll have to watch it. Uh, anything getting pulled into, um, newer engines, um, and evolving it and adding stuff, uh, just makes the experience have longer legs and maybe with enough, uh, enough vocal people and enough world building by third parties, maybe the original company, um, will say, you know what, this actually should have more invested in it. So 2025 is the release date. Um, hopefully we'll see Elder Scrolls six sooner than that, but I don't think we'll ever, I don't know about Elder Scrolls six. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so watching the trailer is a harsh reminder that Skyrim is over a decade old and looks it that said there's a definite uh, frisian between uh, our to seeing um, familiar places and faces from oblivion brought back to a slightly shinier form. The trailer shows off the white stone of the Imperial City and the view across the river from the tutorial dungeon beneath it A meeting with the Dark Brotherhood and various giants and whatnot. Um, go over to uh, PC Gamer, uh, follow that link and and go check it out. Uh, I'm gonna kind of speed along um, to the next two articles and and um, end the show so that uh, we can investigate what's going on with the the stream. It's it's odd, um, and just so uh, you know, I'll I'll do some inside baseball with y'all. The um, it's sending out data at 6.1. Uh, So 6,180 kilobits per second. So I'll put it that way. That way, when you're looking at OBS and then all of a sudden it just drops. But we were disconnected previously um, and I'm not quite sure what's going on. So we will investigate it. Um, But enough of that. An Italian energy company says new gas discovered off Egypt. And this is in the Daily News show. An Italian energy giant, uh, uh, Eni has announced what it calls a significant gas discovery offshore of Egypt in the Eastern Mediterranean. Um, I wonder who's going to be in charge of this. Um, And he said that it would further develop the offshore area, thanks to a recent award of several exploration blocks. The concession area measures some 18,000. Sorry, strike that 1,800 square kilometers, about 700 square miles and that's all there is to this little article. Um, but if it's significant and, um, it's under Italian control, um, maybe just maybe it can, I guess it depends on what the current administration's relationship is with Russia in terms of offsetting, um, the pressure in Europe, um, as to, uh, gas. So we'll, well see. Well, and
1: also will Egypt um claim it I don't know what their relations are with Italy either
0: right um it says Eastern Mediterranean offshore of Egypt which just throwing them in there as being (laughs) even tertiary to its claim um kind of gives it some gravitas that yes it is closer to Egypt than it is to Italy So this is gonna be a problem, uh, me thinks, but we'll keep on monitoring it. Um, But the article that we really wanted to get to at the end of the day is this one here. And by the way, my outward bandwidth just went up to 8,000 kilobits per second, yet we are still dropping frames. Um, This one is in the Hatch Ideas channel, and it's titled, this man used AI to write and illustrate a children's book in one weekend. He wasn't prepared for the backlash. I'm just going to go straight over to the article. Um, this article um, is uh, written by Beatrice Nolan, and if you want to get this book, Alice and Sparkle, um, it was written by uh, Amar Reshi and in coordination with Chat GPT, and the art was done by Mid Journey. Now. I dig mid journey. Uh, we're starting to use mid journey as the thumbnails for, um, the videos on YouTube. Um, that's why they, it it used to just be a screenshot of the stream, but now it's actually just this piece of artwork that is relevant to the stories bound within typically the title. Um, but, So Reshi said he respected the artist's concerns, but felt some of the anger was misdirected. The book went viral on Twitter after it was met with intense backlash from artists. Yeah. They said that they hate him, hate him. Um, And um, I'm sure authors are uh, upset about it too. So authors and artists Um, writing style, you know, if an AI can adopt a writing style, kudos to the programmers it's a real pisser for writers um, it's a real pisser for professors too who start getting chat gpt research papers um, and other like english professors are going to go nuts uh, this is already happening but publishing a book and disclosing in advance it's it's written on the book it's written in the description that it was created by chat gpt um, i'm sure that uh, reshi edited it uh, but Midjourney did the artwork and you can actually tell Midjourney to use a type of artwork from a person like you can name the artist and because it's been aggregating it writes and creates uh pictures from that artist?
1: So that might be another area of problems, right? If, uh, people don't appreciate that it was AI generated, but um, that looks like it could get into copyright.
0: Yeah, so the these copyright issues, um, so far the courts have upheld that uh, nothing... <laughs> Autonomous can hold a copyright. It has to be assigned to a human being. So all of this written work and all of the artwork theoretically doesn't have a copyright. Now, it's going to end up in court, right?
1: Right. Can it violate a copyright though?
0: So if I take... Okay, so you can't protect somebody's style of art. It's just not an option. The embodiment of... That piece of artwork has a copyright when it's created. You don't have to file it anywhere, but you do have to defend it if somebody starts taking your artwork. That piece, not your style, but that piece has a copyright. Then there's things in business like trade dress and other things um, where it's a different law, it's a different process, but it's for business, not art. Not for art for art's sake that's protected by copyright. Um, now taking somebody's style, m- my problem is, and that's and what I tell people when I'm talking with them. Um, if I, and I've said it before in previous streams, if I can take your mannerisms of work, your construction methodology, your whatever, and I can turn it into a series of steps, you're an algorithm. I can code you in an AI and thus apply it somewhere where your job is gone, 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 gone. And it won't come back. If somebody programs an AI to do your job or a robot that's powered by an AI to do your job, your job is gone. You can count the days. Um, so yeah, you're, it's your connection by the way, AI. Um, so the reality of this is uh, Rashi took advantage of technology to produce something that they wanted um, and to give to a friend's daughter. Is it protected or not? Uh, somebody out there is going to challenge it by saying, well, nothing can receive a copyright if it's automati- automatically created. So I'm going to take your work and start reselling it.
1: Yeah, there are going to be some interesting um lawsuits not just about this book but this whole area
0: yeah so beautiful artwork i think i haven't read any of it you can actually get it from amazon for 4.99 i think it is um digitally and nine dollars and change uh in print um but uh, like me i've got a mid-journey subscription Uh, i have not used chat gpt for anything um and i would well professionally i have an issue with um kind of um, ai written prose Um, but if i used an ai to generate a a whole novel and i sat there for hours editing it adding flavor and uh, world building and and contextualizing it within my vision then really um, the heavy lifting of typing out a bunch of stuff was done for me, but the fine tuning Take, taking that VW bug and turning it into a supercar, um, is, is essentially what somebody can do with an AI generated book mid journey and then refining it, perfecting it and then delivering it. Cause I find it really hard that an AI can generate a, a fully cogent story um, without copious amounts of human intervention. Um, but I'm, I'm actually going to give it a try where I'm going to, um, work to put together a book. Um, won't go into the detail of it, but I'm going to put together a book that's built around a particular topic, um, and see what it comes up with and, and not just, you know, a short story or two, because I think that's kind of easy, um, but a full on novel. We're going to, try and produce an entire novel and its associated artwork. So uh, artists accused him of theft. Well, that's not possible. You're not stealing anybody's work. AI is generating unique work. It might be in a style, but you can't steal somebody's style. Um, you are creating works in someone's style, but if it's done by your own hand or done by an AI that is just like a human being, capable of absorbing the, that particular artist's style. Um, unfortunately, style isn't entirely protected. Um, many artists take inspiration from other artists, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I think it's interesting here because if they're using specifically the artist's name, um, to generate, that's a little different than saying something like fantasy style or whatever uh, genre. I also wanted to say, um, if you're listening to this episode, you should check out the thumbnails, um, for the most recent episodes and let us know in the comments, which one is your favorite. I like number 13 personally, episode 13.
0: Yeah. So season two, episode 13 um it's over on youtube the thumbnails aren't on um twitch so they they have a different process here so um it says an update to Lenza ai a photo editing tool went viral on social media last year after it launched an update that used ai to transform user selfies into artworks um, leading artists to highlight their concerns about ai programs taking inspiration from their work without permission or payment inspiration does not deserve payment or permission that, that uh, a, a, an artist takes inspiration from the world around them and nobody receives a permission or payment. They receive credit perhaps, perhaps, but people are creating stuff in the like of. So I, I'm sure I'm picking a fight with countless artists out there. Um, I was one at one time. Um, I, I went in a different direction and, and went tech instead of pure art. It's not necessarily, uh, <laughs> not everybody can transcend that area, you know, uh, utilizing the tech to be an artist. Um, but I found myself more aligned with the tech side. So I have uh, that's why I, my first start was in art. Um, so I understand the plight of an artist trying to stick to something on brand. Um, I I understand that somebody uh, quote unquote stealing their style um, might be um, despicable to the artist, but you're, you're getting inspiration. You can't the ai cannot absolutely replicate somebody's style because only that artist knows how to construct that art you you know with lines with paint with watercolor with whatever technique and whatever material they're using only that artist knows how to do it everything else is a, a weak copy of the original um but nobody calls that out really until it became ai You know hey you're you're uh doing line work that's similar to the ones in this comic or that comic that's what you would hear not you're just copying that person you bastard you're a horrible cretin and you should be you know beaten in a dark alley and left for dead but that's what's going on people are texting this person or i should say uh, tweeting to them um, that they hate the person and that um let's see um, I, I had seen this other comments about this earlier, so let me see if I can find some of the things shocked and honestly didn't really know how to deal with it. Um, they were getting, um, texts at like two o'clock in the morning, they said, um, with artists and, and people saying that they hate them. Um, and uh, again, I think that it's just kind of shocking this These tools are out there. You are not going to be able to put that cat back in the bag and without, without industry and every single resale channel saying, no, we're not going to allow AI generated artwork or, um, writing, but the only people that are going to do that are publishers because they want absolute control over the copyright.
1: Well, that's also interesting because it seems like art is one of those very subjective areas. So then in some ways it sounds wrong to limit art created through different means, but is it really art if it's not created by a person?
0: Yeah. So I had this conversation with, um, group of about 20 people and, um, I showed some artwork and said, what do y'all think of this piece of artwork? And everybody absolutely loved it. And I said, did you know that it won an art contest? And they were like, deservedly so. And then I said, it was created by an AI. And they, they were shocked initially. And a few people actually said, well, that's not art. Well, no, that is, it absolutely is art, you know? Uh, And I said to somebody, you know, I could, I could sneeze into a tissue and call it art and staple it to a wall and somebody will sit there and go, yes, that's art. Why? Because art is in the eye of the beholder. And if somebody wants to appreciate it as art, so be it. So AI art and AI writing and AI music and AI creation of everything that a human can create short of life itself. And you know, in 20 or 30 years, who knows, AI may, might become sentient and, two ai may fall in love and code their own uh offspring um and um then you have uh terminators right ai from on high that runs hometown
1: oh i wouldn't know anything about uh creating terminator
0: yeah i think i'm being lied to okay everybody if i'm not here at 9 p.m tomorrow you'll know that the AI that runs OhmTown has deleted OhmTown. I think that's it for tonight. Uh, this has been uh, the OhmTown Daily News Show for January 15th, 2023. That's the 15th here in the States. A few more hours. It'll be the 16th. And we'll do this all over again. Last 24 hours of news. So ta-ta, citizens of OhmTown. What say you, AI?
1: We'll see you tomorrow's show. Bye-bye.